Welcome. You are listening to Central Synagogue's podcast, featuring sermons, lectures, and conversations from Manhattan's historic Central Synagogue. I'm Rabbi Angela Bookdahl. Each week, we invite you to listen to messages of strength and hope given by our clergy on Shabbat or Jewish holidays. You can also listen to audio recordings of other programs and lectures given at Central by subscribing to this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to watch our live stream services or learn more about our congregation, I invite you to visit us at centralsynagogue.org. We hope you enjoy this week's sermon. And raise me up to a world living, oh, safe from the storm, in the shelter of your shadow. So believe it or not, this week's Torah portion, Kiti Saw, includes this instruction in Exodus Chapter 30, verse 20, it says, When they enter the tent of meeting, they shall wash with water so they may not die. This shall be a law for all time. Well, you can't make that up. And there are so many gems in this Torah portion, including the building of the golden calf, which is usually the focal point of any Kitisa Torah portion, drosh. But tonight, I want to focus on the often overlooked beginning because it speaks directly to this moment. The Parsha opens with the threat of a plague. God instructs the people to take a census by way of a half shekel coin for counting in order that no plague shall come upon them. I'd like to offer three lessons from this instruction that feels deeply relevant in this moment of global pandemic that we are facing right now. The first is the importance of counting. Why do we have to count? Well, the Torah says if you don't take a count and a census, you will have a plague upon you. Let's unpack that for today. Hmm. Right now, one of the greatest issues we have in fighting this virus is that we don't have an accurate count. We know that as of today, the US has 1,875 confirmed cases. But since testing has not been widely available, we know that there are so many more and we just don't have a real count. This not only increases the growth of the virus as people walking around without knowing they've got it, but it increases everyone's anxiety and fear and uncertainty in this moment. But even if we had widespread testing, like those amazing drive-through test sites they've got in Korea, the confirmed cases, that's not even close to the right count either. In a widely read article on Medium by Thomas Poyo, he explains that the most important count is how many people actually have the virus but don't yet know it, and they're still spreading it. Now, this is a number that we can't know for sure, but we can only estimate from data from earlier spread of the virus, but it's a far more important number than just confirmed cases. He shares a graphic of the early outbreak of the virus in China that shows the official number of confirmed cases each day, but the government asked every one of them, when did your symptoms first occur? And then he graphed when their symptoms, how many days they were actually symptomatic before they were confirmed, and he made a graph of that chart as well. And of course, these cases weren't known at the time. They can only be known by looking backwards from confirmed cases. But this is the true count. 
This is the number we actually need to pay attention to. The difference between the confirmed count and the actual numbers from the China CDC data is staggering. For example, if you count up all the confirmed cases as of January 22nd, you have 444 cases. But if you add up all the people who retroactively said that they had um, symptoms at the time on that same day, that number was 27 times bigger. So when Wuhan thought it had 444 cases, it actually had approximately 12,000 cases. Similar patterns have occurred in places like Italy and France. And if you apply that same estimation pattern to us here in the United States, you actually begin to understand what the real count of this virus might be. And it is not anywhere what, near what people think it is. So today, as I said, with 1,875 confirmed cases in the United States, uh, that might not seem like it's bad enough to shut down an entire country for. But if we approximate the true number of people actually carrying the virus currently who don't know that they're spreading it around with the same percentage of that CDC data, then we actually have somewhere between 50 to 60,000 cases in America and spreading exponentially. So if you were still in that camp where you thought that these closures and mitigation measures were extreme, I beg of you to think of your own health and the health of others who are vulnerable in our community and to take more extreme actions. As our Torah portion warns, taking a real count, not just confirmed cases, but the real count that matters, will, is critical for us, lest the plague be upon us. Now lesson number two of our Torah portion, don't personalize the count. Interestingly, the census is taken not by counting individuals, but by using a half-shekel proxy, a kind of tribute tax. However rich or poor you are, everyone, every single person pays the same modest amount, and they're all counted equally. While human beings are unique and different, coins are all exactly the same and anonymous. In the midst of a plague, we're reminded that the virus, in its counting, does not care who you are. It does not personalize or stigmatize. But right now, there are some ugly attempts to racialize this epidemic. Some leaders are insisting on calling this the Wuhan virus, as if this deadly epidemic was a scourge to blame on the Chinese. And predictably, there are already a good number of anti-Semitic memes on social media blaming Jews for creating the virus and trying to profit from it. Let's remember, we are all equal in this, and no one is more to blame or more immune. The half-shekel count reminds us of this. The third piece of Torah, and I promise it's now going to get a little less grim, this is from my friend Rabbi Ari Hart, a gifted Orthodox rabbi who is in my Hartman rabbinic cohort. This is the lesson of our interconnectedness. He teaches, quote, the census must be counted with half shekels to remind us that each of us is only half. We are all incomplete. While we all have infinite value, we do not have infinite independence. We all have a missing piece. 
We are interdependent and every aspect of our lives relies on someone else to make it possible. The water we drink, the food we eat, the homes we dwell in, the roads we drive on, the garbage that gets taken away, the education we give our children, the medical care we receive, and on and on and on. Most of the time we recognize this interdependence as essential and necessary, even good and holy. It widens our worldview, enables cooperation, makes us stronger. Events like the coronavirus pandemic remind us how small and interconnected our world truly is and that this can come with some risk. But the answer to that risk is not to forgo interdependence. No, now is not the time for hoarding and isolation and everyone for themselves. Now is the time to double down on the ties that bind us together. Thank you, Rabbi Hart. Now, in the coming weeks, as you might find that your calendar opens up with some rare space due to all the cancellations in your social calendar or work calendar, I invite you to take your own census Count all the people who make up the other half of your shekel. Reach out to them, those people who, with whom you are completely interdependent in your family, from your spouse, parents, nannies, neighbors, in your work, colleagues, service providers, customers, for your health, your doctors, nurses, yoga instructor, hairdresser, the list goes on. Just letting people know that you are thinking of them. Letting them know, I need you and you are part of my orbit. You help complete my life. This can help reduce the emotional isolation in this new era of social isolation. As Rabbi Yosef Konevsky from Los Angeles beautifully said, every hand that we don't shake must become a phone call that we place. Every embrace that we avoid must become a verbal expression of warmth and concern. Every inch and foot that we physically place between ourselves and another must become a thought as to how we might help that other should the need arise. I don't know about you, but I have found that kindness is the most contagious of all. So let us spread this kindness and this love this thoughtfulness wide and far, and draw closer to each other in new ways we might have not have ever imagined. As we conclude this book tonight, the book of Exodus, we say, Chazak, Chazak, Venit Chazek, be strong, be strong, and let us all be strengthened. Amen. And I'd always praise your name. Thank you for listening to this edition of Central Synagogue's podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you're in the loop on future episodes. And please follow us on social media or watch our live stream at centralsynagogue.org, our Facebook page, or on national cable at the Jewish Broadcasting Service. Thanks again for joining us. Elohim,